Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Nick. That's right, I'm your host. Welcome to the show, folks. We're in the middle of September. The year's almost over. We're in the thick of it when it comes to game releases. Or at least they're sp- gonna start dropping real quick. I mean, Gears just came out. FIFA is out soon. Call of Duty's a few weeks away. It's it's uh, it's fall gaming season, folks. You can't escape it. Tokyo Game Show was this past week. We'll talk about some things from there. And... We got some movie news, and we got some TV news, and, and, I got an awesome new loot crate. Very delayed, as I've gone over before, the different situations going on up at Loot Crate up in LA. And then, of course, I think that's it. But, you're just gonna have to stick around and listen, aren't you now? Let's get right into the thick of it with video games. As always, a new 30-minute Death Stranding gameplay video was released, and it shows off the customization abilities and the several different other things that you can do in the game. I guess you can do things with the bedroom and the wardrobe more. Uh, Hideo Kojima showed it off, and also, essentially, some other gameplay essentials i have yet to finish watching it so that's definitely something you can check out it's on youtube and you can also apparently stare at sam's junk the main character played by norman reedus for too long and he will punch the camera and i guess the camera is that weird baby that you carry around so there's that death stranding folks hideo kojima not a surprise not a surprise at all That game is out in November on PlayStation 4. I will be getting it. I will be talking about it. There's there's no getting around that. That is something... It's Hideo Kojima. So, um, like, that's a guaranteed purchase for me because he can do no wrong, really. Anyway, anyway, some good news in the gaming world. That man who swatted someone that went ended up going to the wrong address and caused the death of someone is going to jail for 15 months and is getting a two-year ban from gaming i think his gaming ban should be permanent but that's another thing entirely and that is something that's good for everyone it, it, we need to like stop letting people get away with swatting that that needs to be a thing that's not allowed anymore it it's ridiculous that it even started How the fuck did you think that was a good idea? Oh, let me call the cops on this dude because he's beating me in a game. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What what goes through the heads of these people? I'll never understand. The, the, The police are not a tool for you to use. They are there for your safety and protection. They are not for you to be used at your will to take out your enemies. Even if that, your your fake enemies, stupid. Stupid. COD recently had its, uh, or Call of Duty, had its recent beta on the PlayStation. It's an exclusive beta that was before everyone else. Looks pretty good. 
Multiplayer looks fresh. It looks crisp. It looks clean. It looks smooth. It reminds me of the old Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 days, not necessarily the Modern Warfare Remastered gameplay, because that was old gameplay on a new engine, whereas this is modern gameplay adapted to, to Modern Warfare. And, and I think that it, that will help reinvigorate that part of the franchise. I'm, I'm very excited. Cannot wait to get my hands on it in just over a month. We also got a new Pokemon teased for Sword and Shield yet again. However, this one is more of a more of a glitched Pokemon. You couldn't see its name, its pictures, any of its details. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like Missing No. No, it's not like Missing No. It's just they're trying to hide the Pokemon from, from everyone and their prying eyes. But again, as I stated last week, we're officially two months away from release, which means that we're going to start getting more and more and more information as time goes on. And of course, in two months, we'll know the full Pokedex and everything else. So we'll all be left salivating at the mouth as news trickles out in the meantime. We got news for the Game Awards. It's the fifth anniversary of the show, and they are expected to premiere on December 12th online, streaming on pretty much every platform, YouTube, Twitter, IGN, Xbox, Mixer, Twitch, you name it. Probably going to be there. That, I mean, no other news. Just announcements will be there and trailers as expected. Some news uh, regarding the DBZ Kakarot game. As we already know, the Cell, Frieza, and other storylines will be included in the RPG based on Goku's life. Uh, but now we know that it will release in January, on the 17th of January, and it will also now include the Boo Saga. So you get to fight Boo in the game, which just, this sounds like a rehash of Dragon Ball Z Budokai, the first one, but with RPG elements. How do you make an RPG about a story that already exists? About a character that everyone knows? It's like... Uh, um, it's going to be hard because it's going to be non-canon, essentially. And you're going to change up the way Goku did things and how things played out. So, yeah. Um, that's out in January. Which also follows the trend of uh, Dragon Ball Z... F or Dragon Ball Fighters, Which came out in January of 2017. Jeez, it's been... Almost two years. We also got some news regarding Super Nintendo World opening at Japan's Universal Studios next year. And apparently uh, there might be some Switch integration. Uh, but this is according to Universal Parks and Resort Chairman Tom Williams. Uh, said it's a whole new separate area of the park. It's got food. It's got merchandise. The first phase will have two rides. Super Mario Kart ride. And as well as Yoshi's Adventures. Also said that you can interact park with the park directly with some magic wristbands. You slap it at your wrist and it just snaps on and it won't come off. So almost like Disney's magic bands. And I guess apparently uh, you can go up and keep score and play with various games that also translate to a scorekeeping capability with, with the wristbands. And he also said that rides at the park will interface back with your game console. I guess a Switch. Uh, no word on the official meaning of what that means. There is a trailer out uh, essentially showing an idea for what the park will be. Uh, people are calling it Universal's answer to uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge, despite the fact that both Universals in the U.S. have the Harry Potter world, uh, Wizarding World locations. But that makes sense since 
I don't think Disney's putting Galaxy's Edge in any of their Asian parks, and I don't think Universal's getting the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at any of its Asian parks. So it's a kind of of a good little rivalry there. Obviously, it makes sense for Universal Studios Japan, Nintendo's in Japan. Definitely, its most popular home country makes sense. And it kind of goes against... So if you're unaware, Disneyland or Tokyo Disney, which is technically not a Disneyland, also has this other park called Disney Sea, which is almost like Universal's Islands of Adventure in Florida. If you think about it, it's more of like a heavily themed adventure park. A lot of different rides that you wouldn't normally find at a, a Disney park. Mainly because, like I said, Tokyo Disney is, is, while it's a Disneyland, it doesn't fall under the category of a normal Disney park. It's not completely owned by Disney, things like this. But I think Nintendo World will be a nice counter to that, uh, or, or Nintendo Land, or whatever it ends up being called, Super Mario World at Universal. And it's it's definitely something that would be on, on my list when I visit Japan, because I, I do want to do Tokyo Disney and Disney Sea one day. And this is now going to be on added to my list to hit up Universal Studios Japan. Switch is now also getting, uh, staying on the Nintendo train here, Switch is getting its own successor to Wii Fit. It's called Ring Fit. And you get this, like, resistance ring uh, that you fit the Joy-Con into. It's called the Ring Con. It's a new fitness game. Uh, releases on October 18th. Uh, this is per IGN. Ring Fit Adventure translates physical exercises into game moves and allows you to explore 20 different worlds. The adventure includes activities such as running, hovering, and steering a raft along a river. The journey is filled with enemy encounters and players can attack and defend using 40 different fit skills which require you to use your arms, legs, abs, even yoga positions. Uh, so again, that's that's from IGN. Uh, looks like it's going to be a game along with a workout thing. And here's a quote directly from Nintendo of Europe. It's in Nintendo's DNA to keep thinking of new ways to entertain players and put smiles on their faces. And Ring Fit Adventure for Nintendo Switch is a new kind of game where fitness meets adventure. I hope that once players hold the ring con, put on the leg strap, and start playing for themselves, they'll be immersed in a journey that will keep them motivated to come back and have fun exercising every day. Yeah, when are people going to understand that Video games aren't really going to get people moving. I know Pokemon Go kind of did. I know Wii Fit sold well. but And, and I mean, this one looks like it's a little different because it's actually a game that helps you focus on working out and things like that. But there's a fun, fancy little little trailer out there that uh, surprisingly actually has someone I used to work at Legoland with. And uh, that's another story, though. But it's um, at the end of the day, though, like I said, it, it's, not, it's just not going to appeal to 90% of gamers. This is a very niche product. And I think Nintendo understands that, but they don't care. It just gets more people to buy it, essentially. And maybe it gets more people interested in fitness, so kudos to them. We also got news of the new HTC, can't say that, HTC Vive. Uh, the new unit is called the Cosmos, releases on October 3rd, and will retail for $699. Uh, still requires a VR-capable PC, unlike Oculus, which has both a PC needed and completely free from PC unit. Uh, Vive, though, has always been a little more expensive than Oculus. The quality, though, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't really know many people with VR. Also, Ubisoft uh, CEO Yves Guimont, I can't say his name to save my life, 
uh, has announced that Ubisoft will not, I repeat, will not return to creating shorter games. They will continue to make massive, open-world, immersive stories. They, they are foregoing the smaller games and want people to play their games for a long period of time. I have no issue with this. As you all know, I dumped hundreds, okay, just over 150 hours, almost 200 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'll probably dump a lot of time into Ghost Recon in the next couple weeks when it releases, probably Watch Dogs 3 when it comes out, and the inevitable Skull and Bones when it releases, and whatever next year's Assassin's Creed ends up being. We also got a new trailer for the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which shows off a lot of cool stuff from the original, as well as a lot of new stuff, hinting at what's to come in the spring next year when it releases. We also got a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, which is the new story DLC, which uh, looks like we're going to be redoing some of the endgame fights and things like this, but I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to play out story-wise. It also showed off some new game mechanics, uh, which means I probably should go finish the game as I'm kind of stuck in the middle of the final boss fight because I was tired of sitting there for what seemed like almost two hours of one boss fight. Also got news at uh, Tokyo Game Show of a new Resident Evil Project Resistance, which is their new game. It looks to be... I'm not sure exactly if it's 4v1 or a, a four-player co-op, but... It does have some promise and, and looks pretty interesting. It also sees the return of fan favorite Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. That's right, he will be back in Resident Evil Project Resistance. We also got news about Google Stadia. It will have game trials at launch uh, when it releases later this year. As I've stated before, this is more for someone who doesn't have a console and has good enough Wi-Fi, essentially, for it. The head of Stadia said, high up on the list for them uh, in when it launches in November, if you, I think if you look at our plan to make as many people be able to try this as possible, you want people, whether they're already on Stadia, to let them go discover new games, new things, stuff you haven't tried. And then also people who, if you haven't given it a try, we want to let you jump in just as easily as you can. So I think both of those things are trials that we want to support. I don't know if he meant like games or stadia in general but yeah that that's a thing so if you want to try it out play some games that's going to be an option for you uh kind of going back to switch for a moment some leaked patents had been released showing what looks to be a hinged joy con aimed at some kind of ergonomic ergonomics if you will to allow for a better control i i guess i i, I don't know how to explain it but better for your hands it they looked weird because they the way they're bent look in an odd shape I, I don't know what what's going on there but that's uh that's what's going on and in final bit of news uh, we'll touch on this event more at the end of the show but i guess i should say final bit of gaming news is so apple had their new uh their event recently announcing the new iphone and several other apple features but one of those new features is called Apple Arcade, and it will release this year, from my understanding. Uh, actually, this month, uh, by the end of the week, so by the time you hear this, you'll probably be able to play Apple Arcade if you have an Apple device. It will cost families $5, 4 dollars uh, grants you access to over 100 new and exclusive games in 150 countries. 
uh, some original games as well, uh, like a new Frogger, Q Games, some other stuff from Annapurna Games. Uh, it's an all-you-can-play subscription service. Like I said, $4.99. Uh, you can go from iPhone to iPad to Mac or Apple TV, pick up where you left off. Uh, we'll have offline support. And some of the games already announced. There's this cool-looking RPG-like game that looks like Dark Souls-esque. Uh, there's a new Square Enix game. But some of these games include Skate City. Don't know what that is. Sneaky Sasquatch. Some kind of baseball game. I'm looking at uh, Steven Universe game. Pac-Man. Bradwell Conspiracy looks like an RPG. Exit the Gun Gungeon, some kind of old school game. Rayman Mini, those are just some of the titles. Uh, like I said, a new Frogger. Oh, here, explains all of them. Oh, they're all kind of just, they're, they look almost like, too much like mobile games in my opinion. These are some other games that they didn't announce during the, the, the keynote, but that will launch later this week if you have an Apple device, so good on you. But yeah, that, that's a thing if you guys are looking into that. I'm guessing that's geared more towards families with children or, or younger kids, at least, and who don't have game consoles but live in the Mac world. So that's an option for you. But that's it for video game news. Let's uh, kind of move into TV news here. Uh, we got a leaked date for the premiere of The Witcher series on, on Netflix, which is expected now to drop on December 17th later this year. No official word yet on if that's true or not. As you all know, the trailer is out there in the wild for you to all enjoy and take in as we very hastily wait for the new episode, the new show to drop. Also got news regarding the Hawkeye Disney Plus show centered around Clint Barton or Hawkeye. Uh, it's going to be the showrunner will, who will also write and executive produce the show is Jonathan Igla who also worked on Mad Men. He directed a few episodes, he wrote a few episodes, was the story uh, head or curator on, on a lot of episodes. So looks like the show is going to be in good hands. That's expected to premiere sometime in the fall of 21. Uh, and there's rumors circulating that Haley Steinfeld has been offered the role of Kate Bishop, who in the comics actually took over the role of Hawkeye for a while. Some big names on that show. Marvel is not fucking around when it comes to their Disney Plus shows, that's for damn sure. Um, we're kind of sticking with the Disney Plus here. A lot of news regarding that. A scripted Muppets show that was going to be coming from Josh Gad um, and was uh, technically going to be a sequel to the original Muppets movie will not be moving forward at Disney Plus. It was not picked up to series. Uh, no trailer had been released. This is this is a counter to the unscripted comedy show that is coming from the Muppets. But it's unfortunate. I would have totally loved to have watched this show. I love the Muppets just in general. I even liked that show on ABC they had a few years back where they were running like a talk show that was different. But I, I dug it. I liked it. And uh, some new rumors. So I guess I guess Disney Plus is out in the Netherlands in like trial run. And people saw a lot of old Marvel cartoons. Including the X-Men 90s show that was on Fox. The Spider-Man show that was on Fox. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Silver Surfer, some of the 60s uh, Spider-Man shows as well. No confirmation, though, if that was just a test to be on the test run or if that will be in the U.S. as well. But what we did get confirmed, which is great, is the Disney Afternoon lineup. DuckTales, Gargoyles, yes, that's right, fucking Gargoyles, folks. Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, like everything, Tailspin, that's going to be great. 
and one show, which I'm very shocked to see because it, it's almost impossible to find this show like anywhere, is Disney's Gummy Bears, Adventures of the Gummy Bears. That is a show I think I watched as a kid. I can barely remember. I know it was on in the 80s, but there haven't been re-releases. It hasn't been released on Blu-ray or DVD, nothing, and it will be on Disney+. Plus. Now that that's that's a sight for sore eyes. If if uh, some people that are into it, you can find really shitty copies on YouTube, and you know, like bootleg copies with with uh, Song of the South when you go to like fairs and conventions. But good news for Disney afternoon fans. We also got a news that HBO is now working on a Targaryen focused prequel, uh, focused on Fire and Blood, the the story of the Targaryen house. Uh, that's early in its earliest stages, though. No word on anything for real at this point. Casting like that, it's it's just in the preparatory phase. Keith David was being interviewed and wonders why Gargoyles hasn't been rebooted or remade or anything like that with him at the helm <laughs> again. Uh, speaking of Gargoyles before, uh, that is a property. A lot of people have been clamoring for a a movie adaptation or at least a reboot in some capacity. Maybe with it being on Disney+, Plus, that will revive that conversation. The CW is looking to new is make, looking to make a new Dark Shadows show that will take place in the 80s. The, the showrunner described it as what the next generation did for Star Trek. He hopes his new Dark Shadows will do for Dark Shadows. <laughs> and also started watching Young Justice on DC Universe. Really enjoying it so far. Uh, my only complaint is that the DC Universe 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 app tends to crash a bit on the Xbox. I haven't tried watching it on computer or any other device just yet, so I will give it a ch- chance on some other devices to see the performance of it because I know it just recently launched on Xbox, so I'm sure they're still working out the kinks. And then, uh, kind of circling back to that Apple pl- uh, t- uh, that Apple event. Uh, they announced Apple TV Plus, which will launch on November 1st uh, at $4.99 a month. There's another $5 a month thing here, and uh, which also caused Bob Iger to step down from the, the board at Apple. I mean, they're a competitor now. Uh, they did release a trailer for the new show starring Jason Momoa called C, which takes place in the future where people can't see anymore. Uh, that show looks very ambitious to say the least. Uh, this this $5 price tag will be for the entire family. If you buy an Apple TV, Mac, or iPhone, you will get one year of Apple TV for free, or Apple TV Plus, essentially. And uh, we'll launch with original content, like I said, C, as well as uh, some kind of Stephen King story. There's that news program starring Jennifer Aniston, Henry Witherspoon, they'll have original movies. They're getting that Charlie Day and Rob McElhinney series. Uh, some stuff from Dr. Dre. Uh, other programming, like I said, C. Um, also a lot of stuff from J.J. Abrams. Kamal Nanjiani is going to have a show. They're going to have Carpool Karaoke. And M. Night Shyamalan will have some stuff. What's funny is we'll, we'll get to the... We'll get to why the J.J. Abrams thing is, is kind of funny, but uh, Simon K- Kinberg's doing a show, Oprah's going to have content, there's going to be Peanuts content, Brie Larson will have a show, uh, a lot of different stuff is going to be on Disney Plus for 5 bucks a month. I don't know if all that stuff will be available at launch, though, is another question. Um, maybe that's why it's so cheap in the beginning, because Disney's going to have a lot more going on for just 2 3 bucks more a month. 
So it'll be really interesting to see how all that plays out. And the last bit of news, TV-wise, kind of broke at the last minute here tonight. But Ash Ketchum of Pallet Town has finally won a Pokemon League. In the Sun and Moon series, uh, in Japan at least, the the US uh, the dubbed episode will, will air a little bit later in the month. Ash has finally won his first Pokemon League. Took him 20 plus years. I mean, he's never actually won. And he made it to the round of 16 in the original Indigo League. Johto League, I think he made top 8. The closest he ever came was runner-up in the Kalos League. And obviously they're going to be wrapping up the Sun and Moon series. So that way, Sword and Shield can get started either later this year or early next year, um, on top of the fact that we're getting two Pokemon series later this year, if uh, the rumors are to be believed. But that's it for TV news. Let's kind of spin on over to movie news here. Apparently there's a Face-Off remake in the works. Don't have a fucking clue why that's a thing. People love Face-Off, even though it's a crazy movie. And I I don't know how you can top Nick Cage and John Travolta, two very eccentric actors over-the-top actors who played that movie perfectly. I I just wonder what is going through whatever executive's head who decided that, because honestly, you're you're messing with a classic there. It's like, there's a reason some movies are never remade. Just why remake Face-Off? Dumb decision. Dumb decision. Also floating around the rumor mill is that Margot Robbie is looking to reboot Tank Girl, a famous comic from the 80s, a, a movie from the early 90s. She has optioned to play the titular character uh, and, and make a new movie. So we'll see if that pans out to be true or not. Also got some news regarding Stephen King adaptations and the Skarsgård family, of all things. Alexander Skarsgård of uh, Pretty Little Lies, and not Pretty Little Lies, I mean Big Little Lies, and True Blood has signed on to play Randall Flagg, the overarching villain in many, many, many Stephen King works. Uh, Matthew McConaughey played him in the Dark Tower movie. Uh, Has signed on to play Randall Flagg in the Stand adaptation and will do battle with Whoopi Goldberg when that movie releases. A lot of scars guards in Stephen King adaptations. I mean, hell, his brother Bill is Pennywise the Clown in It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. Uh, and official news, pour one out for MoviePass. MoviePass is officially dead as of this recording. It shut down on September 14th, which was yesterday. In a, in a statement they released, uh, efforts to recap, recapitalize MoviePass have not been successful to date. In its entirety, a sale of substantially all of the company's assets, including MoviePass, MoviePhone, and MoviePass films, and the assumption of of, or settlement of the liabilities, which would go along with that. I forgot they own MoviePhone. Um, it's been a long five years and uh, was never really making money ever. And it was a wild thing where you could pay a monthly fee and see as many movies as you wanted, which eventually turned into limited ability. Uh, you could only get the movie, uh, purchase the ticket while you were there on site. And the other problem was that Eventually, it got very popular, and it, it just it was not making money. They did not have enough users to sustain it. Ten bucks a month to see unlimited movies? I mean, you're not making money in that situation, and they weren't, and that's why they're gone, essentially. Sad, but uh, not a cruel fate in today's world. Switching over gears here, 
James Gunn has tweeted out the official cast list for his Suicide Squad movie. The only sad part is that none of them have their names attached except for the those previously announced as returning to play the same characters. He did tweet out, don't get too attached. And so the cast list is as follows. David Destmalkian, uh, who is rumored to play Polka Dot Man, uh, also in the MCU and various other DC TV shows. John Cena, rumored to play Peacemaker. That's official for John Cena. Jai Courtney is returning to play Captain Boomerang. Joaquin Cosio, Nathan Fillion, that's confirmed now. Joel Kinnaman returning to play the team leader uh, Rick Flag, another Flag character. Uh, Myling NG, I, I don't know how to say that name. I, I do apologize. Flula Borg, a hilarious German comedian who's been making the rounds in the U.S. lately. Sean Gunn, brother of, of James Gunn. Uh, John Jean Diego Boto. Storm Reed. Pete Davidson, so that's confirmed now. Rumor is he's, it's a cameo, though. Taika Waititi is now confirmed to be in the cast. Alice Braga, Steve Agee, rumored to be playing or voicing King Shark. Uh, Tinashe Kajisi, Daniela Melchior, rumored to play a female version of Ratcatcher. Peter Capaldi, now officially confirmed. Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola, Viola Davis, returning as Amanda Waller. Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, returning as Harley Quinn, Jesus Christ. And Michael Rooker, all officially confirmed for the movie. So, no word yet, though, on who pretty much any of them are playing. Let speculation run abound, as is wont to do. The writers, screenwriters, I should say, of A Quiet Place, apparently were approached and met with Lucasfilm about the future of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Uh, while they did say they weren't really interested in Star Wars, they were interested in the future of Indiana Jones... I don't know what the future of Indy is at this point because Indy 5 keeps getting pushed back farther and farther. Harrison's not going to be around to do it for much longer. I don't think we should replace Harrison at all. I, th I think, if anything, we should do younger Indy uh, before, you know, Last Crusade. Excuse me, Raiders of the Ark. And obviously, you don't want to mess with too much with Indy, but I, I think it'd be too soon to reboot it, but maybe play around in the universe, maybe his son... Something of that nature, but I, I, I know they wrote a good movie in A Quiet Place, so I, I think they could do well with Indy. Um, and then circling back to, I, I kind of casually mentioned something about J.J. Abrams and Apple TV+, Plus, but uh, apparently Apple was offering him a $500 million exclusivity deal that he turned down in favor of a deal with Warner Media. Uh, that's rumored to be in the 250 to $500 million range. I've heard $500 million, I've heard 250 it allows him to essentially go and play around and, and do other things. It's not exclusive, uh, but it's a, a deal for movies, TV, video games, books, all sorts of different things uh, that now there's rumors flying around that him and James Gunn are the next stewards of the DC Universe. Please, God, no. If, if anyone's read the crazy idea that J.J. Abrams for, had for a Superman movie like 15 years ago, you'd be shaking your heads, but... Yeah, that's a thing that's happening. And that is it for TV or movie news, folks. We are moving into the other category, which so rarely doesn't happen on Nixner News. But I did want to get into some things. DC announced a sequel to The Dark Knight Returns 3. Uh, it will be called... Pull this up here. It will be called... 
Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. It will focus on Superman's kids. Uh, it's, it takes place three years after Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. Uh, so Carrie Kelly is still in it. Uh, she's playing Batwoman. Two children of Superman, Lara and Jonathan Kent. And they will confront some kind of evil that faces Gotham City. So I, I was not... I think I talked about this. I was not thorough, really impressed with Dark Knight 3, Master Race. I didn't really like Dark Knight 2 either. Dark Knight 1 is still the best. One of the best Batman comics of all time. But that... I, I don't know. I don't know why they keep milking They're milking it for too much at this point. They really are. Storm Area 51 has been cancelled by its creator. So no one... No one will get to Storm Area 51 any longer. So don't get your hopes up for seeing the government take on a bunch of crazy people. If you ask me. So yeah, that's uh, just a public service announcement there. And then, like I mentioned, I did get some Loot Crate stuff. Finally got an old loot wear. Uh, to be honest, it didn't come with the insert, so I don't remember which month this is, but it came with this awesome purple shirt that uh, shows like all the Infinity Stones with all the different Marvel heroes in the stones. So it's got Iron Man in the yellow, Hulk in green, obviously, Captain America in the purple, Black Widow in red, Thor in the blue, and Rocket, of all people, in the orange. So that's a cool shirt. Can't wait to wear that. And then also this really set of cool joggers that are Predator-inspired that have like a skull and spine on them with some of the Predator uh, script around it. That's pretty cool. But the highlight of Loot Crate, uh, finally got the first box in the three Lord of the Rings crates that are, are forthcoming that have been heavily delayed. This one is The Journey Begins. And inside... Inside, it says, the journey begins. The one ring has awoken, and a new journey must begin. The faces of many are tied to the most likely of creatures, a hobbit from the Shire. But one cannot simply walk into Mordor. Thus forms the Fellowship of the Ring. It comes with an exclusive one ring keychain. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. The one ring is your burden to carry alone. The only downside is it's a kind of lame keychain, and it's too big to fit on a finger, so it's uh, more Sauron size. Also is an exclusive Frodo Secrets tea, Hobbit's new knot of the darkness rising outside of the Shire, for which Gandalf was truly grateful. Think back on happier days with this shirt. It's a Frodo Secrets tea, and it's got Frodo with uh, some wilderness behind him. Also, exclusive Middle-Earth patch set. Frodo took upon himself to bring the ring to Mordor, but he did not know the way. Let these patches serve as a reminder of his journey. Uh, there's one for the Shire, Moria, and Mordor with a, the Tower of Baradun. Also, exclusive Gandalf socks. The paths we travel change, even the wisest among us for all time. Someone didn't, like, read this. Um, Gandalf will accompany you on this journey no matter what form he takes. One sock is Gandalf the Grey, the other is Gandalf the White. Yeah, someone didn't proofread this. Uh, also, uh, exclusive Balrog travel mat. Samwise the Brave was by Frodo's side through it all, but there was nothing in his pack that could have prepared the fellowship for an, an ancient evil born of shadow and flame. And on this awesome travel carpet blanket thing, uh, it shows uh, Gandalf standing up to the Balrog, or uh, Durin's Bane, in his You Shall Not Pass pose. Also, 
And what I think is the best thing I've get, gotten in an exclusive crate in a long time is an exclusive Prancing Pony. I can't read that. It's an elf script. A keepsake from the Hobbit's first destination where they learned that some drinks come in pints. And it's this awesome mug. Uh, it's two-tone. It's stone. It's a stone mug with an inlay silver piece or some kind of metal. Uh, it's got the symbol of the Prancing Pony pub or whatever you want to call it that they stop at in the beginning where they meet strider and in the first lord of the rings book so that's really awesome uh they also included some stuff because of how late it was they included some other uh older lord of the king lord of the rings themed elements some people got an old frodo uh, figurine that i've gotten once in the past uh, i also got a duplicate this time though of a art print of the tour of orth tower of orthanc which uh, is really cool. It's a little uh, lithograph, like 4 by 6 just about. So that was cool. That's one of the, my favorite crates I've ever gotten, uh, mainly because of that mug. Uh, and then last bit of major news was the announcement of the iPhone 11. Uh, like I said, Apple had their event earlier in the week, and I have been talking about that for quite some time uh, in multiple instances today. The new iPhone 11... Uh, will come in several different options. It will start at $699. It does have a new dual camera on the back. Uh, it runs on their latest chip, the A13 Bionic, and includes many features from previous iPhones. They have gone live. Uh, it will release on Friday, this upcoming Friday, the 20th. Uh, it comes in three options. The 64 gig is 699 the 128 at 749 and the 256 at 849 um, They also announced the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max, as well as a new Apple Watch. Uh, there is slow motion camera abilities, which is new, and better battery life than the previous one. Some of those camera features will go to the XS and XR, from what I can see. Uh, here, though, is where things get a little pricier. Uh, the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max are... Uh, so those will also release on the 20th. So the 11 Pro comes in two screen sizes, the 5.8 and 6.5 inches. Uh, they also have a Super Retina XDR display with HDR10, apparently, which is amazing. Uh, they also have the A13 Bionic chip. But this one also makes the battery last longer in the iPhone 11 Pro, as it will have a larger battery. This one, though, has three cameras on the back. One 12-megapixel wide camera with 1.8 aperture, a 12-megapixel telephoto camera at 2.0, and a 12-megapixel 2.4 ultra-wide camera. Uh, finally, Apple is also getting uh, like a night mode where they can take pictures in the dark, which androids have had for quite a while uh, you can also get uh, use use these new cameras for video and they'll come in 64 256 and 512 options so the base iPhone 11 Pro starts at 999 the 256 is 1149 and the 512 is 1349 the 11 Pro Max which is the larger screen starts at 1099 and goes up to 1499 those are all available Friday, September 20th. We also got the new iPhone, or Apple Watch 5, I should say. I guess they're on the fifth one. Shit, I didn't even realize that. Uh, that also comes out on the 20th. It will start at $399 with GPS and $499 with GPS and cellular service, which I'm guessing means you don't have to take your phone with you all the time. And this one has a new always-on retina display. 
Uh, it will cut into the battery life, though. Uh, the, it will be visible at all times, but it does have an 18-hour battery life, which, compared to some Android-based devices, it's a little short. And it does finally have a built-in compass, so that is something you can look for if you guys are looking to get an Apple Watch 5. Apple Watch Series 3 has now been priced down to $199. They did skip four, didn't they? Fucking geniuses, if you ask me. Skipping numbers. Everyone's skipping numbers the last few years. But those are available on Friday. They're available to pre-order now as well. So, that's it for Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock, a surprise short film that was supposed to release with Hobbs and Shaw. Was actually uh, will be on tonight on FX later tonight, so we'll talk about that next week. Also, uh, some news. Uh, hopefully going to see either Ad Astra or the new Rambo next weekend, so we're going to have a movie review after they've been missing for quite a while. No new games coming out, so we're not really going to be talking anything in that regard. Uh, but... TV seasons are about to start, so we'll we'll be getting into the thick of that. But uh, I heard rumors that there might be a new Pokemon announcement this week. Um, I know Google announced some stuff regarding the Pixel 4, but that's in October, so we don't have to worry about that yet. But that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening to Nick's Nerd News. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com. There you can find links to all our social medias like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can just search Nick's Nerd News in your preferred social media service and find us. Uh, just look for the logo that you guys are so used to looking to while you listen to the show. Also on nicksnerdnews.com, you can listen to the show right in your browser, catch up on old episodes, also find new ones as they drop. Or if you prefer to listen on the go, you'll find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes pages. And thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Nick. I will catch you guys on the flip side.